I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco, and welcome to our podcast, Waco PD on the beat. I'm one of your hosts, AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. And I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer for the Waco Police Department. And we're here to talk about everyone's favorite unit, the traffic unit. <laughs> We've got Officer Garen Bynum here with us, who you've probably have seen before. Uh, you're a familiar face at the department, I think. Uh, a little bit. A you've little either bit. you've either seen me on the news or seen me because I've stopped you. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. Yep. You you were uh, the the interim PIO for a bit um, when Sergeant Swanton had uh, retired, and uh, now you are back on the traffic unit helping me, and I and much appreciated always. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's get right into it. What uh, what started you here at Waco PD? What kind of began your law enforcement career? Yeah. So um, I. I'm originally not from Waco, but uh, a very good friend of mine was uh, in law enforcement down in the Houston area. I uh, worked for Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. Uh, just absolutely, absolutely an incredible guy, and he um, he basically talked me into to try it out. You know, just you know, check it out. I really think that you've got you know, that you're cut out for it. Um, at the time, I was. Uh, um, in a in a place in my life where I was really looking for a career and not just a job, um, and so he kind of directed me, you know, towards law enforcement. Um, my family does live in the area, and so I I was uh, in kind of in a in an effort to get back home, if you will, uh, or to get back to uh, close to family. Um, we uh, we started looking around, and I looked at Waco, and um, lo and behold, I got hired. Uh, so here I am. Uh, and now it's actually it's it's a legit family business. I now have uh, family that works in the police department. You guys have already met uh, my wife, who was on the podcast uh, before. She works at the police department. I also have a brother that works at the police department now. He came uh, about a year after I did, uh, and so now it's a family business. <laughs> I like it. So how many years has that been so far? So March 26 will be 10 years for me. Oh my goodness! It probably seems like. It no does, yeah, it's gone by so fast. It really has. And that's, you know, you hear the, 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 the guys that are at the end of their career, they'll tell you that, you know, just that, that time just flies by, you know, over a 30-year span. And, uh, but you don't really realize it until you're living it, you know. So. so 10 years total in the department. When did you move <clears throat> into the traffic unit? Yeah, so I started off, uh, obviously everybody starts off on patrol um, from an officer standpoint. We all start off on patrol. Uh, and I worked uh, the East Waco area on a midnight shift uh, for three years. Uh, and I, so after that three years, um, I actually tested for, first I actually tested for the PIO, uh, the assistant PIO position. Uh, so that was uh, seven years ago um, and was able to gain that spot. And then just a month after that, I tested for the traffic unit. Um, so right after a three-year mark, I tested for traffic unit and, uh, and moved over in, I want to say it was November of 2014, I think is when it was. So uh, I've been on traffic for that long. 
Well, it's that time of year again, and it's the time where we search for new recruits to join our police department team. The Waco Police Department's civil service test is scheduled for March 19th. This is a day where a written and physical test is complete that you have to pass to start the process in becoming a Waco police officer. Before the civil service test is taken, you must complete an online application that you can find on our website, wacopolice.com. The deadline to complete that application is March 1st. And for any questions, you can call our personnel unit at 254-750-7510. Nice. Very good. So kind of walk us through your career, because I know that you've had a little bit of everything within the department. I always right. see you helping. You were in almost every one of our academy classes. So Yeah, so, you know, it. yes, I'm on the traffic unit. Yes, I've been a part of uh, the PIO world. Um, as far as the inner workings of the department and everything I've kind of dabbled in or had my hand in. I, I'm kind of a, um, um, it, a jack of all trades, but a master of none, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, I teach a lot, which is where most people see me. Um, I probably spend about three months out of the year teaching either at the academy uh, or teaching some type of class um, with MCC, uh, law enforcement, uh, you know, continued education classes uh, out at MCC. Uh, but also to teach a lot in the department. So uh, in a, just a variety of, of different topics, most of them are some type of use of force relation or driving related, uh, which is where most people see me at the academy is uh, teaching our emergency vehicle uh, operations. Um, but and to be honest with you, that's really where my passion is. Um, that's actually what I went to school for was teaching, and I never used it. So went to college um, and then went into the work field and never – you know, never, never used it. it. It wasn't until I actually became a police officer that I started teaching that and it kind of reignited the passion that I have for that. So nice. um, that's kind of really, that's why I do it so much because I do like uh, being able to lead, especially the new, the newer officers. I really do like being able to lead those new officers and, and kind of guide them through their beginning parts and some of the most important stages of their career. Uh, I don't know. I just have a passion for it. So well, you called yourself a master of none. I think you're a pretty good master at a lot of things. Yeah. You know, come on. He's a carpenter. He is. I can build you a Random table. <laughs> well, now, we said you were the PIO for a few years, yeah. and you did uh, try out for the assistant PIO position mm -hmm. as well. And I'm very curious as to why you as an officer would want to be a PIO, because a lot of our officers don't like being in front of the camera. Yeah, so that, you know that it's really it's a, it's a personality thing, if you will. Um, kind of the way that I grew up, um, you know, I've I've been around a lot of uh, higher profile type people. My and my uh, my stepfather uh, is in city management, and he has always um, just kind of I don't want to say like pushed me forward, but kind of put me there and made sure that we were always very personable with people, that we look them in the eye, that we shake their hands, and uh, that we don't shy away from, you know, uh, from those type people, those higher profile type people. Um, so I was raised like that my entire life. Um, and because of that, I really think that it just kind of gave me a, a level of confidence as far as like doing public speaking and things like that, that uh, people don't normally have. Uh, so it's just something that I kind of you know, started doing and enjoy doing. And in fact, I mean, you know, on the internal side of the police department, you know, I've done um, a lot of our, I, I kind of emcee a lot of our events that we end up having. 
um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I've just I've done it so much, I have experience at it. Number two, nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> um, so you know, award ceremonies for officers when they receive meritorious you know awards and that type of thing. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just. You I, just like the attention, don't I, lie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. that's what got you into being the PIO, wanting yeah. to do that, being in the spotlight, not being afraid of it. What got you into the traffic unit? Right. So like the traffic unit, you know, when I was on midnight shift, the the part of town that I worked, you know, we, it, when you're on patrol, you work a specific beat, right, specific area. Uh, my specific beat was is not very call-driven or was not very call-driven on the midnight shift, right? And so in order to, uh, in order to keep – my activity levels up, you know, while I was working, you had to go out and find work. You know, you had to go out and, and make traffic stops. You had to have, um, you know, a good drive for self-initiated activity. And, um, you know, after doing that for three years, I, I kind of found a niche, you know, something that I really enjoyed doing and um, doing traffic enforcement. It's actually specifically DWI enforcement um, was really what I thoroughly enjoy doing. Uh, it, a lot of officers don't like doing DDBI investigations. Um, they are heavily fought in court. Um, they do have a lot of paperwork as, that are associated with it, but it was just the challenge that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and so that kind of drove me towards the traffic unit. And when an opening uh, came up, you know, on the traffic unit, you know, I immediately put in. So, Can you explain a little bit of a difference between the traffic unit and patrol? Right. So traffic unit um, here in the city of Waco is 100% self-initiated and complaint-driven. So patrol, when you work patrol, um, you know, you get dispatched calls. Now, patrol officers also, as long as time is available, they, they do make traffic stops and they do do traffic enforcement and things of that nature. But um, for those of us that are specifically on the traffic unit, that's what our focus is, is these complaint areas around town, uh, where everybody knows, and, and everybody in town can point out, you know, well, everybody speeds on Lakeshore Drive. We know that. <laughs> everybody speeds on LaSalle Avenue. What? We what know are you talking that. About? <laughs> um, so, you know, it. That's what traffic. Uh, the traffic unit focuses on is those type areas uh, where we get a lot of uh, a lot of complaints. But we also focus on the areas that we get a lot of uh, a lot of crashes at. So there are certain hotspot areas around town that do have uh, more crash data, if you will, than other places. So we do try to focus on those specific areas also. And what's interesting about that is usually those hotspot areas that we have for crashes actually directly correlate with high crime areas as well. So we're kind of killing two birds with one stone there. We can be out, be visible, do traffic enforcement to promote you know, driving safety, but also you know, deter criminal activity in those areas. Exactly. I went out with you one time uh, for school zones. Yes. That was interesting. That's that kind of my crazy. niche. That's something I really enjoy doing yeah, in school yeah. zones. Well, and, and now, now I don't speed in a school zone, but I right. now mm-hmm. as I drive through them, mm-hmm. I notice everyone else that is speeding around me. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, hmm. Yeah. And I was like, mm, you can see it. I can't you'll, pull you over. <laughs> you'll see people speeding. You'll see people on their cell phones, yeah. which is very illegal in a school zone. Um, you see all that kind of stuff. Once you learn to, what to look for, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, people do some amazing things in a school zone. So how big is the traffic unit? How many of you are there? Uh, not enough, but there are specifically, we have five officers and a sergeant. Uh, so we would love to have uh, maybe 12 officers in a, you know, two right, sergeants right. or so, but 
Uh, and that's what makes it difficult for us is, you know, because there's only five and a sergeant, you know, we can't be everywhere mm-hmm. uh, and we can't work 24 hours around the clock. So we, we try to work the times that we have, uh, that we've kind of identified as the busiest, uh, the busiest times throughout town. And we do adjust our schedules, you know, during certain holidays and things like that so that we can be present during those holidays and do some DWI enforcement, uh, you know, like our heavy drinking holidays, that type of thing. Uh, but that's that's kind of that's where we're at, to be honest with you. So DWI enforcement, you talked about liking that on patrol. What is like your like go to traffic stop? Like if you saw this one thing, like you seek it out just to well make contact. So the vast majority of the complaints that we get are speed related and so um, that is probably the main thing that all of us look for is speed, uh, you know, speeding enforcement or speed enforcement. Um, we, at least I am also kind of a stickler on, um, on seat belts, but specifically child safety seat related. Um, so I, I just, in, in the, the world that we're in today, I, I feel like, you know, our, our, we need to do everything that we can do to protect our kids. And, um, and there are options out there for, free, you know, child safety Come see seats me. and call yeah. my office. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's too many options out there in my opinion to not have a child safety seat. And so Absolutely. that's, that's a big focus of mine specifically. Um, something that we're going to start working on this year is, um, enforcing, uh, people that run red lights or, you know, try to squeeze their way in to the, the end of the line. How many of those here in Waco? Uh, Lake Erie and Waco Drive is probably our worst. Um, oh gosh, and we're aware of it. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of figuring out um, how to best work that intersection as a unit. And so that's, that's something. hard intersection to, it is, it to is. sit on in any capacity. Right. So. And so that, you know, some of those type places we're going to start uh, putting a little more focus on this year as well, just kind of upcoming projects. But to fully answer that, speed is probably our number one, uh, our number one stop. Okay. So. If you ask the people out on Ritchie Road, uh, our community members out there, uh, last week we spent the entire week on Ritchie Road and uh, probably made, um, I don't know, anywhere from 250 to 300 stops. Oh my all speed related wow. on Ritchie Road. So. That's a lot. Oh, That's wow. a lot. Stop speeding. Yeah. Your lead foot. Come on. It happens. <laughs> so since you said 200 to 300 stops, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean tickets, right? It doesn't necessarily mean tickets. So uh, you guys have some compassion. Because <laughs> I, when, before I was a police officer, when I heard traffic unit or motors or something of that nature, I was like, oh, this guy's writing me like 30 tickets. Right, yeah. yeah all you all going to be for a different verbiage of speeding. Yeah, you, you can, you know, we have that reputation, but we don't all, we don't all write tickets all day for everything. Um, not saying that some people don't need or, or deserve the citation that they receive, but no, there's, you know, we do issue warnings and, um, you know, it, every stop in that nature is, it, it is a case by case basis, you know, so, um, there's really no such thing as a generic traffic stop. Do you want to help right. solve crime in your neighborhood? Well, the neighborhood camera initiative is something you might want to sign up for. 
Ring doorbells, Nest cameras, and all the other camera security systems installed on homes and businesses that are facing public areas are tools that could help our officers solve very important crimes. By signing up your camera or cameras in the Neighborhood Camera Initiative, it allows our officers' knowledge to where these cameras are, and if a crime had happened, it could have possibly saw the incident in question. You can sign up your camera on the City of Waco website at wacopolice.com. Unfortunately, so. For sure. Right, and you guys aren't. I'm, you're not stopping just to stop people either. No, no. It, uh, th- and I, I'm glad you said that. Our number one goal of a traffic stop um, is is to promote traffic safety. Um, outside of that, um, there are obviously other things that that can happen and that can develop. But especially us as a traffic unit, that's what we want to do is promote traffic safety uh, in and around our city, and that's. You know, as as many cars and as many community members as we have here in in not only the city of Waco but in McLennan County, um, you know, traffic safety is is I mean a big big deal. We have a ton of crashes here, um, and we do everything that we can to try to keep those numbers uh, to a minimum. Uh, but obviously, they still happen. So right, right. I know. I know. I. Gosh, I wish I remembered the numbers, but there, our population grows in size tremendously just during the day, every day, because during of the business day, people yeah. coming into work or even just I-35 and right. people driving to Dallas or Austin. I mean, we are just a big corridor for traffic Absolutely <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a big it, job for you And guys. it adds whenever Baylor's in town. You know, mm-hmm. when, when all the students are are here and in class, that adds to that as well. So, and that happens all day. I mean, they're going to and from their houses to class. And mm-hmm. uh, so LaSalle Avenue around 3rd and LaSalle is probably one of the busiest um, intersections as far as not only traffic stops, but also crashes uh, because just the cross traffic that happens there. So, right, right. Is there anything you want to, you know, remind people? I know it, probably seems silly we know the answer you're going to give but (laughs) (laughs) anything you want to remind people while while they are driving on the road um put your cell phones down so uh that that's something that i think people have gotten too much into the habit of is picking up their cell phone and flipping through facebook while they're driving or you know everybody thinks that you're laughing like you do that aj no, I'm laughing I'm because I know I know it's true. No, yeah, it's, okay. I mean, okay. it's Facebook. All right, it's, I had to make sure. It's a it it is a lot bigger problem than I what than, than I think people realize it is, um, and that really boils down to distracted driving, which is honestly probably the biggest cause of the vast majority of our of our crashes, at least here in in, in Waco. Um, and it, it the the cause of a crash may not directly go down as distracted driving, but that's what it is. Um, there's just too many things going on inside of our vehicles now. Um, so between the touchscreen stereos and the phones. Gosh, the iPads on your dash, I can't even... Yeah, they're massive now. I mean, nowadays you've got your phone vibrates, your watch goes off, and then your car sends a notification here. And my truck used to do it on the radio and the, like, instrument cluster. And I'm just like, I... I guess I should look at the road, but there's like 14 <laughs> notifications going on. Yeah, all this kind of different right. stuff going on. Plus, you have to watch your mirrors. Plus, yeah. you know, you have to have music on. You can't drive without music. No. Who does that? Who right? drives so, quietly? <laughs> so there's just there's drive just drive so just so many distractions that go on. Um, so distracted driving is probably one of our biggest thing. Obviously, speed is is a big thing. Um, cars are safer now, and they are able to stop quicker. But that doesn't change the fact that we still need to keep safe distances 
and not drive above the speed limit. So speed limits are set for a specific reason. Um, they're set after traffic surveys are done, um, and they do those surveys, and they figure out how many people travel through the area, and depending on what type of area it is, you know, neighborhoods, all of that kind of stuff, uh, all that, that consideration goes into uh, a speed limit once a speed zone is set. So, uh, you know, sometimes people think, well, you know, 30 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour on Lakeshore is way too slow. Why? You know, mm-hmm. everybody goes 50 and above. They do, but we also have a lot of crashes where people were going too fast on Lakeshore Drive. Right. Um, that would not have happened if they would have gone 40 miles an hour, which is what the speed limit is. So mm-hmm. there's also a lot of residential areas on places like Lakeshore and LaSalle. So, yeah. Yeah, and those type of things, like I said, go into consideration there. Random question. <coughs> Do you know how a speed limit is determined? Well, like like that. I mean, they it depends on what road that they're on, on who does those type of traffic surveys. But, um, yeah, they'll, the, the city, if it's a city street, the city will do uh, traffic surveys, and they'll they'll figure out. And like I said, you know, just a second ago, if it's a, uh, a residential area, then obviously they'll have certain limitations there. Uh, if it's a, a larger road, uh, they'll have limitations there. Um, also, if there is um, if there is a some type of barrier in between, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you have a four lane road with a with a median, you know, if it, is the median protected, is the median not protected? Right. All of that goes into consideration. Um, so it's it's all up to the uh, the people that make the big bucks on that one. Oh, very good, very good. All right. <laughs> Big bucks slow us down. That's it. <laughs> so what would you, I mean, is there anything that you want to, I don't know, break a stereotype or misconception, maybe within the department, the traffic unit, anything at all? Yeah, you know, we, we, we stop people obviously every day, right? The traffic unit does. And one of the biggest things that I notice uh, when I stop people, especially people that haven't been pulled over in a long time, is people think that you know, this is going to just destroy the day, right? What I want people to know and understand that I'm stopping you. Yes, I'm stopping you for a, uh, you know, a, a violation, right? Uh, which is, is what it is. But what I want you to know is the reason why I'm stopping you is just to make sure that you know and understand what the law is so that you can drive safe. It's not the end of the day. Um, it's not and, and, and I tell people this all the time whenever people get upset, you know, for being pulled over or for receiving a citation. Um, don't let this stop beat you. Don't let this be the thing that just kills your day. Um, and so I, I want people to know and understand that, that it's just a traffic stop. Right. It is, it's not the end of the world here. And I know that times are hard, and I know that, um, you know, that not everybody has – uh, the the financial ability at times to pay a $250 speeding citation. Uh, there are payment options that the court has if you are to receive this citation, but um, the, the main message I would say right now is that don't let that traffic stop determine how the rest of your, the rest of your day goes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure the, the people that are stopped, some of them really don't know that, that maybe the speed limit or the speed they were going or the law in general. So, I mean, I know a lot a lot of people that you probably stopped are like, oh, I didn't know I was doing that. But I'm sure I'm sure a handful of those people yeah. really did not know. Yeah, no, and that's that is a legitimate thing. People just flat out didn't see the sign. 
Uh, and a lot, t- a lot of times that comes back to the distracted driving. They were, yeah. you know, oh, my wife texted me. And I was trying to read the text, and they passed right by the speed limit sign and had no idea what the speed limit was. Um, interesting thing about that is they drive that road every day. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, you're right. You know, that's somebody true. new to town, somebody that is, you know, um, that is working that's never been on that street before, you know, that, that does happen uh, where they just have no idea – what the speed limit was. They legitimately didn't see it, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, no, it happens all the time. So those are the moments that we can take to educate people um, on, you know, what the speed limit is or what the law, you know, says about cell phone usage or what the law says about stopping at, at a designated stopping point, you know. Um, you know, there was a rumor for a long time that, that that specific offense was just, that just gave us a reason to, to stop people, you know. No, that... The reason why stopping at a designated stopping point is important because if you pull too far forward at an intersection, then you can get your front end hit, um, you know, by by people. Oh gosh, that makes on. me so mad when people come to the stoplight and then, oh, and my, they're too. I don't want to call them out, but my fiance does it all the time. No, but he'll he'll get so close to them. Like you don't have to be so close. <laughs> like just back up just a little bit. <laughs> The department is currently looking for those to join our dispatch team as 911 call takers. Being a dispatch operator means being the first to answer the call for help. As a dispatcher, your job is to answer emergency and non-emergency calls for police, fire, and emergency medical assistance. When you work as a dispatcher for Waco PD, you're helping not only your Waco community, but the entire county. To apply, you can visit the City of Waco website. We can't wait for you to be a part of the Waco PD team. Oh, the other day we were, we were driving home, and this guy, I saw him coming. I was like, hey, Sarah, I don't think that guy's going to stop. And as we were going through the intersection on a very green light, like it had been green for a couple minutes. Trying to beat the red light. He wasn't even trying to beat the red light. Oh, no, he's, he's like just... a quarter of a mile down, and I'm like, he's going really fast, and that's a red light for him because we've had a green light for about 30 seconds now. And he just right in front of us, and he stops right in front of us. I'm like, you might as well go, bud, because, yeah, like, we can't. in the middle. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, have you ever been pulled over before? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you want to say why? Absolutely. Uh, mainly for speed when I was okay. younger. Okay. Um, this is, like, last year. Yeah. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> no, funny note, I, I did uh, probably the last time I was pulled over uh, was on Highway 84 by Woodway PD. Uh, for, those of, for, for those of our community members that live in that area, um, I've never met anybody that hasn't been pulled over on Highway 84 by Woodway. Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was more of a kind of a joke. The, the officer uh, was somebody that I actually trained in the academy. So he got up to my driver's side window. He laughed and I laughed and we went on <laughs> with, with our day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely happens to us. You know, I'm not above the law by any means uh, either. But, no, I've, I've, I have been pulled over many a times. Um, like I said, mainly when I was younger, right, um, right. I did have somewhat of a lead foot in high school, which most, most high school mm-hmm. boys do. So, so the first time that you were pulled over was probably for speed? Uh, it was for speed was by for a state speed. trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oof. sure was. Oof. Yeah. Well, state troopers, they're harsh sometimes. Yeah. They can be harsh. I at least <laughs> had my learner's permit. My dad was with me. Um, but, yeah, I got a ticket. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. AJ, first time you've been pulled over. So it was definitely speed. <laughs> I got, I'm not surprised. I think we've talked about it on here before, but I had a, a little bit of a lead foot, and I would say all of my still does interact. Yeah, all of my interactions <laughs> with the police prior to becoming a cop were for speed, except for one, and actually two. One was because my headlights were not the right shade of white, 
So I got pulled over uh, just north of Fort Worth. And More then, of a soft white, maybe? Yeah, because <laughs> I had those lights because that was all I could find because the day before I got pulled over for having a headlight out. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to have a headlight out, I'll run to AutoZone, I'll put these lights in. And the next night I got pulled over again for the same thing. But, yeah, I, I had a lead foot for sure. Mm. Yeah, first time I was pulled over was <coughs> leaving a high school band concert. And it was the first time driving by myself. The oh. very first, like, lear- like, I have to ask you, were you the one that was like super scared because you got pulled over, like shaking and crying? I did not cry. Good I didn't, I did not cry. I, I was a little, I was, <laughs> well, I, I was wondering say. because <laughs> I, I had pulled out, like, like, I immediately got pulled over the second I pulled out onto the main road. And I was like, what did, did I forget my blinker? What did I do? Uh, I was turning right and like immediately got pulled over. And so I, you know, come over and he comes to my car. He goes, uh, he shines his flashlight onto the, uh, what would be the, uh, could be the blinker, could be the lights, you know, one of the two. He goes, do you know what that is? And I said, my blinker. And he looks at me for a second. I go, oh, my lights. High school uh, band concert was probably about 8 p.m. On. It was mm. dark, no lights on. Nice. And uh, I got home and I was, you know, thankfully did not get a ticket. Uh, he, you know, he t- showed me how to turn my lights on. <laughs> I went about my day, went back home, and I got home and was like, Mom, Dad, I got pulled over. Like, it was like this, like, great initiation. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got the keys taken away for a week. Oh. So, yeah. Man. Yeah. Nice. It was a hard not life. (laughs) I guess that's why my sister never told our parents. I was always like, Well, I got another ticket today. I know. I was so honest. Andrew Jonathan Smith, what are you doing? I was so honest, and they were like, you're not ready. Yeah, it's like, no. darn it. <laughs> Wait, when I got pulled over, like I said, I was only 15. I had my learner's permit. Uh, my dad was with me in the passenger seat. Uh, he very well knew what the speed limit was. He and he knew exactly how fast I was oh, going. He let you, he let you uh, yeah, he let, he let it happen. He, he wanted me to learn the hard way because at, at 15 and at that point in my life, that was the only way I was learning anything was the hard way. Um, so, yeah, he, he let me learn. Oh, man. So, man, oh, man. What made it worse is I didn't have my uh, my wallet on my, my person. It was in a bag in the back of my oh, truck. No. <laughs> so I had to get out, yep. you know, of the of the truck. It was a state mm-hmm. trooper, so that just is a added, you know, heightened oh, awareness yeah. there, um, you know. Uh, so I had to get out and dig through this bag in my the back of my truck. And, of course, it, that heightens the officers, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the troopers' uh, awareness as well. It was just, I was, I was just laughing there. Oh, the 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100% laughing on the inside. Oh, my goodness. Well, before we close this out, anything else you want to say, touch on, talk about? No, I think anything? we covered all the bases. Good? Yeah? All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here on Waco PD on the beat. Thank you so much, Officer Bynum, for yep. coming on this episode. Uh, don't speed. I think that's what we're going to take away from this. Podcast. Distracted driving, too. Yeah, distracted don't driving. Do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on one thing very yep. well. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers coordinator for McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the beat. The heartbeat serving 